What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. Actually, I lied. I'm the Grinch. <laughs> and I'm Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cindy Sue the Who. <laughs> there you Is that go. Her name? Is, was that her name? Cindy Lou Who. Cindy Lou. I was close. I was Cindy close. Cindy Sue the Who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, it works for me. <laughs> if that's what we're taking liberties anyway with the that's with true. The story. Hey, you know what? It was a parody, not an exact. True. Technically, I can't even be the Grinch because of copyright. I'm the mean one. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> <Okay>. me. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> but. Today, we do have an exciting pick as we continue our holiday stroll, because mm -hmm. um, we're finally talking about a movie that we talked about last year, but didn't get around to actually watching. Right. Um, so I'm actually kind of happy that it came full circle that we're we tackling back it this year. It. Yeah, let's, let me take you on a little journey, homies. The year is 2020. The month is December. The homies stumble across a movie that will forever change the course of their history. That movie being Once Upon a Time at Christmas. <laughs> and that movie started a tradition for us where every December we cover kind of a low budget spin on holiday horror um, because we just had so much fun covering it that one year. Ended up covering the sequel the next year. Last year, we pivoted from that because there is meant to be a third one that has just kind of been in production purgatory for a long time. So we ended up pivoting to um, Krampus the Reckoning is the movie that we covered <laughs> last year. And now we are covering one that I feel like is only different because I think this one is just a little bit more well-known. It got a little bit more publicity. And so you are probably familiar with it in a way that you weren't with the previous ones that we've covered. Because for those ones, we kind of scoured, I guess, the internet to try and find them or scoured Amazon Prime to find them. <laughs> Whereas this one, we didn't really have to do that at all. Like you said, it's one that we had an eye on when it came out. And then it just so happened that it worked out that we could cover it this this holiday season. But it ended up working out because this year we're talking about the mean one, which is the not Grinch, Grinch, not Grinch movie. Um, mm -hmm. It's a parody of the Grinch, um, but it is about a big green furry guy in a Santa outfit who really dislikes Christmas and to show this little town that he dislikes Christmas, he goes around murdering everyone. Casual. Very, very casually. Yeah, I, I feel like this movie for me fell under that umbrella of like 
taking IPs that we're familiar with and making them horror movies, a la what we were yeah. doing towards the end of last year. Very much so with the Winnie the Pooh movie, that which you've already covered. Shout out to that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in that same energy, we have the mean one, which is, again, tackling an IP that a lot of people are familiar with, but dropping it with a horror backdrop to it. A horror comedy backdrop, according to the actual tags for the movie, but a horror backdrop nonetheless. Right. I also would like to point out that uh, I watched this on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. And obviously, when you go to the movie title, it will usually give you other titles similar to the movie that you're about to watch. I also saw Mary Had a Little Lamb, Yellow Brick Road, and Three Blind Mice, horror parodies of movies. No way. So... It's very popular. (laughs) Um, Like you said, this is something that I think has always been a thing, but I do feel like is kind of gaining traction. Now, I didn't check any of these movies to see their actual release dates to see how long they have been out and about. But I just thought it was funny that there were so many. And that's just from the ones that I kind of clicked on and went through. I'm sure there are many more that I could have found. And yes, Winnie the Pooh was also a recommended related title. Of course. But yeah, it's, you know, it's a popular idea to take these childhood stories, quote unquote, and make them scary. Um, And I do think, despite the fact that this is not Dr. Seuss, it living in the world of Dr. Seuss is a fun idea and an interesting concept because Dr. Seuss stuff is wacky, so I can definitely see how some of it would lend to the horror genre. This movie kind of serves as like a trial run for me on whether or not it truly works. And Mm -hmm. we'll dive deeper into my full feelings on it later on. But um, I'm kind of curious about like how what's in 2023, Erica, what's your vibe on Dr. Seuss? Like what's what what are the feelings um, I will speak speaking specifically towards the Grinch because it is obviously that time of the year when most people probably will be revisiting that story. I enjoy how the Grinch stole Christmas, uh, particularly the Jim Carrey version. That is one of my kind of go-to Christmas movies. I think it's really fun. I I always enjoy watching those movies with for the first time, like with a niece or a nephew, Mm -hmm. because I do think the Grinch is an interesting character because he's just a little shit. And for the majority of the movie, you really don't root for him. But I think what's fun about that version is obviously we get like a way more fleshed. We get a lot more time with the Grinch to do some kind of wild antics, whereas in the original cartoon it's like the narrator the whole time. And right. The Grinch immediately jumps into action in the original one. It's kind of crazy because right away he's stealing Christmas. He sees the Who's on sight. He's ready to fight. And he goes straight to stealing Christmas. Cindy Lou is like a C character in that version, basically. <laughs> but I do like that story. I think that it's fun. I never saw the latest one. Also, side note, Tyler, the creator's version of uh, because Tyler, the creator, did the music for like the latest Grinch movie Uh that came out and um, his version of your mean one, Mr. Grinch, top tier. 
I've never heard it. Really? Mm-hmm. We might have to listen to it once we're done recording. Okay. I think it's great. Right. I think it's fun. I'll pop that on the playlist. <laughs> um, but I do like the story of the Grinch. It's one that, like, you know, us growing up was very familiar for us. I think a lot of people were told it. It was uh, basically a staple, I think, every year around Christmas time. And honestly, as somebody who suffers from RBF a lot, it was very nice during the holidays to get a character that I felt like I identified with. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like the Grinch gave a different side of Christmas, um, you know, while still staying in the spirit. Because at the end of the day, it's like he's grumpy, he's mean, he's kind of scary. But you know what? Christmas is Christmas. And even the Grinch can be pulled into the spirit. And I think that it's like a it's a fun story overall and a fun character and i agree i like all the renditions that we've gotten thus far and so the idea of having a horror movie version of this very easy for me to accept like very like Mm -hmm. very easy for the palette and like even when the trailer came out and i remember i was watching the trailer and the movie itself was it didn't look great from the trailer alone the film looked like it was gonna be a movie um but that was okay because <laughs> I was going into it looking for exactly what was being sold to me. A yeah. Grinch-adjacent horror film. All I want is give me some IPs, give me some wacky stuff, give me a couple references here and there. I'm, I'm very easy to please in this regard. And so there was a lot of excitement for this. E- like, equally so for Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> but... I will say this movie was a bit of a journey getting through Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very curious to know your thoughts on it um, because we have not, of course, talked about this at all. I don't know how you feel about it yet. No, um, we're both very fresh off of our watches of it. So, yeah, we haven't had a chance to discuss this at all. So uh, (laughs) although I have no idea your full thoughts on this movie, I can potentially predict where your scare scale rating is going to be okay um so on a scale one to five five being the scariest that the grinch could possibly be and one being the grinch's heart growing three sizes um where are you falling on this i'm going to put this one at a solid one and a half uh, which I feel like that's that's becoming a common rating for me, I'm realizing. But that is how I feel about this one. Yeah. I don't think it's scary by any means. But I do think that there's enough gore and violence to justify an extra couple of points in there. Like, there are some kills. And, like, the mean one is going about doing his thing and doing it pretty brutally in some instances. So for that, I give a little bit extra. But overall, like, the movie for me has a very light tone across the board so i'm gonna say Mm. 1.5 okay you know what i'll actually rock with you there because (laughs) there is actually one jump scare that i actually thought was pretty decently done and almost and was kind of scary so i will up their rating for that one and yeah i mean it's silly it's goofy it is kind of leaning into some horror tropes and moments so it could potentially be a little spooky, but it's not. It's the Grinch at the end of the day. And so 
<laughs> that's always going to supersede, I think, any of your feelings about right. it um, any any other way. So, yeah, I think one and a half is is pretty fair. But all right, homies, we are entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we're talking about The Mean One from 2022. This film was directed by Stephen Lamorte and was written by Stephen along with help from Flip and Finn Cobbler and is starring Crystal Martin as Cindy, Chase Mullins as Detective Burke, and David Howard Thornton as The Mean One. You've heard of the Grinch and a town full of who, but this next Christmas story's not one that you knew. It follows young Cindy on a cold Christmas night where a green fuzzy Santa and her mother would fight. The mom did her best to protect her homestead, but with Cindy there watching, her mom wound up dead. Twenty years later, young Cindy returned to the same house in town. Not a lesson was learned. And now that she's back, the damage is done because there's nowhere to hide from the big green mean one. Insert evil green monsters with long pointy claws. Mayors and sheriffs not upholding laws. A traumatized woman who's seeking revenge and a diner of Santas who meet an unfortunate end. Our film concludes with young Cindy in a pinch as she fights to the death against Order for Finch. Roll credits. I'm very happy that you did. I had no doubts that you would, but I am very happy that you did it in a rhyming scheme. I had to. I had to. It, I it, it felt only right. Yeah, it's for the best. I like I said, I knew you'd come through, but I did wonder if you would. <laughs> <laughs> now I got you. That's my Christmas gift to all of y'all. Um, if last week's episode wasn't enough. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the mean one, the not Grinch uh, horror story. How do we feel about this one? We uh, we really got to break this one down. Erica, yeah. let me know. What's in your notebook? Okay. My first note is imagine singing that entire song in silence, LOL, because we start off with, well, we don't start off. I'm sorry. There's a whole opening sequence that I didn't write any notes on because I just <laughs> was watching it where we get the background of Cindy where it starts off the same as the regular or it starts off at the ending of the regular Grinch where Cindy is kind of warming the Grinch's heart because she's like, don't do that. You don't have to steal, sir. And then the <laughs> Grinch is like, damn, you're right. It starts off there. The Grinch is in her house. He's stealing her stuff. She comes down and she gives him this like necklace. And instead of the grin, the normal ending, Cindy's mom comes downstairs and rightfully so is like, hey, like, stay away from my daughter. Get a job. Stay away from her. Like, and, and starts <laughs> biting him. Cindy, it does kind of feel like the mom's death was the fault of the Grinch, but it wasn't. The mom kind of just killed herself accidentally because yeah, it was it was just, an accident it was purely an accident 
because the mom is hitting him with a nutcracker and then the nutcracker falls on the floor and when it falls this the sh- sharp part of a nu- the thing was just sticking <laughs> the up in the air the sharp part of the nutcracker yep which i don't even know why that i don't know if its arm was connected to its body and it got unlodged or what it is but all of a sudden it has this sharp thing sticking out of it and when and Cindy's mom just like slips and her head falls onto it and she dies the Grinch had nothing to do with that. Yeah. He was a strange man in their house talking to a young girl. That was his fault. That was Absolutely. his fault. Oh, yeah. No, totally. But I did clock that, and I put that in my notes as well, that um, I was kind of surprised that the first kill seemed to be an accident, mm-hmm. which will come back around uh, later on, which also surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the first sequence, I, I did think that, you know, it was cute to use the the backdrop of, you know, the Grinch and like that story to like kind of kick us off. Um, but man, that first sequence to me was kind of rough, bro. Like, <laughs> and I just mean rough in like the, you know, when you're watching like, lo- like I, whenever I say lower budget, I'm not trying to say that in like a mean way, but it's just like you're watching like a B movie lower budget thing and you have to like have that first scene where you like you kind of prep yourself or you get ready for what you're going to watch. You know what I mean? Like you have mm-hmm. to understand what kind of world you're living in. And for me, that first sequence was just like rough on just a like, you know, the acting was kind of all over the place. The, the, the effect of the actual kill itself was a little bit, uh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I, I will admit, despite coming into this movie with like lower expectations, that first sequence had me a little shaky. I was like, oh no. Right. Especially when her nail, when the nail was sticking through her neck, I really was sitting there like, I don't know how this next hour and a half is gonna be. Right. Well, and also the nail was double the length that it was prior to her falling on it. It <laughs> was <true. laughs> way longer once it went through her her head or her neck or whatever. I think that part of that issue is because you're right. The fact that this is an accident is is important to the plot and mm-hmm. comes back later in a flashback where we get to fill in more of it. But I think because they try and keep some of it in the shadows, the choreography and the sequencing is a little shoddy. It's really, really there's a lot of cuts. It's, there's a lot there's a going lot on so that you many cuts. have to fill your like you have to fill in yourself because mm-hmm. there's a, just a lot of movement going on and we cut to Cindy on the stairs and we cut back to the mom swinging and because we can't see what the Grinch looks like yet for some reason she's she just looks like she's fighting herself <laughs> almost <laughs> so it's just a little bit shaky of a start but like I said I think that's intentional because they wanted to have this moment come back later but then as a result it makes for kind of a weak opening and so Mm -hmm. from this moment we hop into where my first note is which is cindy 20 years later as an adult coming back to newville with her dad they're going back to the house that she grew up and they are singing the 12 days of christmas When we hop into the car, they're finishing it, which means that they have been singing the entire song and there's no music playing. They've just been singing it together, acapella, in the car (laughs) 
That song Bold is move. so long. That's not it a is. fun song to sing. It's like 99 bottles of that's basically what you're singing, just the Christmas version of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, true, but it is established that despite the history that they have in this town and with Christmas, it seems like both Cindy and her dad have a lot of the Christmas yeah. spirit in them. Like they're pretty holly jolly people once they, you know, get left to their own devices. Particularly the dad. He is a little Christmas slut. He's a- all about he christmas he lives it. for christmas oh my gosh this man is whoa this man is down for santa this man bleeds eggnog yes and i'm glad that the murder of his wife never changed things for him <laughs> but also mm-hmm. he's really into christmas uh more so than i think is like a, even just a person who didn't have a traumatic experience on christmas would be but they they are driving back to te- to this town that they I presume moved away from, kind of like not probably probably not right after the murder happened, but fairly soon after that happened, they moved away and now they're coming back for the first time. These movies love to hinge on the therapist angle, the idea that this character who has gone through a traumatic event, their therapist is pushing them to do something to help them heal in their journey. Like they all mm-hmm. hit, like rely on this idea of, oh yeah, well my therapist says if I expose myself to this, it'll help me move on. Which I don't know why <laughs> we have to have that be a thing because it's the same the same thing happened in Winnie the Pooh. It was the mm-hmm. the main reason that our main character was even in the situation that she was in is because her therapist recommended she do this trip. And now it's the same thing with Cindy. Some reason her therapist is like, yeah, go back to the house where your mom was murdered. But why? <laughs> There's really oh, no wow. reason to do that. It, it doesn't seem like it would actually help her at all. It seemed like she was having a whole life outside of this she still has her dad to help her get through the situation i'm not saying that she had moved on but i don't know what going back to the house and selling it that's the only reason they're going back is just to sell the house they're going to get rid of it anyway i don't really know what exactly that element has to do with her moving on from what happened but i feel like that's become a very popular thing in horror movies to have it so that audiences can't question why the character is doing what they're doing. It's because their therapist recommended it. But I'm mm-hmm. also like, I don't think that exposure therapy is a common thing that ther- therapists push for. Like, I just, I don't, and especially in circumstances like this, it just seems mm-hmm. a little weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that tracks for me. And also now I'm going to be so much on the lookout for that angle in every childhood IP horror movie from here on out. Like, I'm going to have yeah. a little checklist to see, like, mm, was it the therapist's fault that we're here? But, yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. Because in this circumstance, right, the big motivating factor is they're selling the house. Like, the therapist mm-hmm. angle is there. But it's like, they got to sell the house. Which, that alone, I think, could be enough to get them back to the town where it's like, even if they, between the two of them, just decide, you know, it's time. It's yeah. been long enough. We should probably sell that house. It'll be good for both of us. 
I could still see them potentially wanting to be like, oh, well, let's go take one last look at it before we sell it. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. I think you could probably cut the therapist out altogether and still have a motivation for them coming into the town. But I mean, in a movie like this, plot points like that, I don't think are the important thing. The things that we're supposed to be hinging on by any means. It's just interesting to me that it happens so often. It's not even like that big of a deal in this movie. Honestly, it is much less of a plot point in this movie than it is in others. I think it was just funny because I, when it happened in this movie, it, it sparked in my brain the fact that it's just becoming really popular, I think, in horror movies to A, have characters, main characters that have had a traumatic event happen that is now going to inform the way that they treat this new traumatic event in their life, but also the fact that they do go to therapy. And in fact, it was their therapist who said, yeah, you should go confront the serial killer. I think that would be really good for you. Yeah, have Which, a sit down, get coffee with them. See if maybe you can hash yeah. things out. Maybe start a relationship. See if it would work in the real world. Maybe you guys grow old together. It's like, okay. All right. Where'd you get this? Where'd you get your doctorate from? Because this is not making sense to me. I just have noticed it's like something that I feel like kind I kind of noticed in the back of my brain. And then for some reason, this movie really like (laughs) really brought it to the forefront for me. But something I could definitely not help but notice was we are like getting all of these shots of them in the car and then we go to a wide shot. They are all over the road. Did you see that? <laughs> no, there's I a didn't moment that at when all. their their car drifts into the other lane and is going straight towards a car in the wrong direction. So it's like they're on the wrong side of the road driving. Another car is coming. They're like coming head on towards each other. And then they swerve back into the regular lane. And then right after that, they get pulled over. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're getting pulled over because the dad is driving like a maniac. No, they got pulled over because they had Christmas decorations on their car. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nobody noticed the head on collision that almost happened. I mean, hey, I missed it too. So maybe you just got <laughs> eagle eyes and saw that. <laughs> but that's so funny. Yeah, the, them getting pulled over for the decorations was such a strange thing. Um, but like, it's it's. I mean, it's in universe. Like, there is a yeah. reason for it, and we do learn later on why um, that's a thing. But in the moment, it just felt so strange. It almost just felt like it gave the a reason for the deputy and Cindy to meet. Um, who, by the way, Deputy Burke is just absolutely smitten by Cindy within mm-hmm. seconds of seeing her lose, loses words, loses yeah. all train of thought. Like he can't even focus when she is within like five feet of him, um, which, you know, sure. Why not? Sure. Um, but it was just <laughs> the level with which this man fell for her kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> Particularly because it's another clear and Alex <laughs> from Final Destination situation mm-hmm. where I feel that he acts like their relationship progressed much quicker than it actually has. Because after <laughs> after Cindy's dad get, gets brutally murdered right in front of her eyes, which we will talk about. But after that happens, Cindy quite 
practically says, there's no reason for me to stay here. So I'm going to leave because I, my dad's not here anymore. Like I don't have to stay here to sell my house. So I'm just going to go. And she literally says, there's no reason for me to stay. (laughs) And, and deputy Burke goes none. And like looks at her with those eyes of, but what about us? I'm like, dude, you've had three conversations with Cindy. And (laughs) one of those conversations was just trying to make her feel better after her dad once again was brutally murdered in front of her eyes. Mm, I, there is a like mean part of me that really wanted her to just be like, nope, can't think of one. Zero. (laughs) I can't think of anything. Actually, I could think I'm in the negatives for reasons to say. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I don't know. I feel like that would have been a fun um joke to play off of if just like the deputy was so in love with cindy mm-hmm. and she was just like bro i just met you like i don't yeah what do you what is this i i feel nothing I here just met you um and my dad just got murdered <laughs> and my dad just got murdered in the same house that my mom got murdered by in the same killer <laughs> by the same killer like now my guy is not the time no. i I wish. I wish. There, yeah. There's like, what's funny about this movie to me in general is like, again, this is a parody film. So like that, that's, that's the big bubble to cover this whole thing with. Um, it's like, we're parodying a lot of these things. Um, but for me, I, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I felt like the movie never fully leaned into the comedy. I felt like mm-hmm. there were moments where it, made like a joke or two and like made like a nudge of like yeah we're trying to be a little bit lighter and funnier but like i guess for me when i think of parody i think like really going for it like really going into the ridiculous getting really silly with it Mm -hmm. um getting a little kooky and crazy and i kind of expected this movie to do that but i don't feel like it ever really did like i feel like we played a lot of at least the character motivations and moments pretty safe which surprised Mm -hmm. me I thought that we would get a little bit crazier with things. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it seems to me that this is touted as a comedy and there are some moments that are funny. There are, I, I had a few moments that I thought, okay, that was actually pretty funny. I think the, like the one that you played on in the synopsis was one of those where obviously they, they can't say the Grinch. And mm-hmm. so anytime they start to, it always gets cut off. That was funny to me. Um, the Grinch doing his little like devious tiptoe on his hands and toes crawl was funny to me. So there were aspects here and there where I felt that they successfully nailed their obvious attempt at a comedic bit. But Mm -hmm. then for me, the rest of the comedy just kind of came from that same feeling of low budget where these moments kind of play off comedically not because they're meant to but just Mm -hmm. because that's the way that they come across is just a little bit silly and goofy yeah which once again maybe is intentional because this movie is actually not bad in in production quality and so i could say that maybe some of that is also intentional as well but i think similarly to winnie the pooh i it almost plays its cards a little bit too seriously at times Mm -hmm. where it feels like we are really 
like we're legitimately having a, a, a serious tale that has Seuss influence and mm -hmm. then has, I mean, the Grinch in and of himself, I think is one of the lightest or lighter things of this movie is any time that the Grinch comes through and is killing and stuff. But the, the, the aspects with Cindy feel very, very played for straight, played for serious, which can still work comedically, mm -hmm. but I don't think ever goes enough one way or the other to be comedic, okay. completely comedic. I, I mean, I guess so. I think like, I, I think one of the things that maybe bogged down the fun a bit for me in this is honestly like that first half, like the first like 30 ish, maybe 40 minutes of the movie mm -hmm. where a lot of it is spent like this is post the the original murders now i guess you can add the dad murder in there too like post <laughs> po <laughs> post both of sydney's parents dying um there is a long stretch of time where we just play this game of like is cindy crazy she can't convince anyone that the mean one exists and we spend so much time just trying to convince characters that this character exists when the magnitude of the things that the mean one is doing is just amplifying like by the second, like we're getting mass murders happening mm -hmm. and yet we're still having pushback on whether or not he exists. I think that bugged me because of the fact that one, uh, David Howard Thornton is doing a fantastic job as the mean one. And every time he's yeah. on screen, it's a good time. Like every time the mean one's on screen doing things, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time. And he has the benefit of he looks good. Like the outfit looks good. Yeah, the, the makeup, makeup looks, looks great. good. Like the all of the visuals look great in that regard. So I'm just like, I want to have more fun with him. But then we lose 30, 40 minutes of screen time just trying to prove his existence. When right. I'm just like, couldn't we just make the movie about fighting him as opposed to proving yeah. that he actually exists? Yeah, and that I guess that's what I mean is it's like we spend a lot of time on this Cindy plot where I get it like Cindy Lou who is kind of an it makes sense that she's a protagonist. It makes sense blah, 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 blah. But I feel like yeah, a lot of that becomes ingrained in this idea of making her think that she's crazy. She finally finds Burke who believes her. Now we got to follow Burke as he starts to believe. Now we got to follow Burke as he looks more into the mystery. And now by the time that Cindy starts training to fight the mean one, that's when I think yeah. this movie hits its yeah, stride. That's when it starts but getting getting into it. Everything before that where we're watching her just try and and prove that she saw a big old green man who we don't even get to see for up to that point. We haven't even gotten to see him in his full, his full glory. Mm -hmm. And then like we finally do. And that's really fun. I think all the back and forth between just her and particularly the sheriff and then like a little bit of the mayor. It's just not enough to be equally as fun as, yeah, if they just let the Grinch go wild or if we even got to experience a little bit more of this wacky town going up against the Grinch mm -hmm. because even then we only have like a cup a handful of characters and then like Doc gets introduced which is fun yeah Doc is but fun I, I like Doc a lot 
I wish we had a little bit more characters like Doc that were maybe like eccentric members of Newville mm -hmm. who kind of leaned into the idea of the Who's who who maybe used to be really into Christmas and then all this crazy, st crazy stuff started happening and now they've completely kind of had to alter the way that they are around this holiday. I feel like that would have been really fun to see. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Like, show me the secret Christmas mass group that, yeah. like, hides every year and still wants to celebrate Christmas yeah. or something or like, like that. Or, like, the teenagers. Where are the teenagers who don't understand why they can't celebrate Christmas and who are, like, sneaking around? And they, instead of being this group of, like, thugs, they're just a group of, like, carolers who try <laughs> and go out and, like, sing for people. And then they get taken out. Like, I feel like stuff like that could have been really fun. I understand if they maybe didn't have a budget for to be able to, like, have a whole town of auxiliary characters at their disposal but i mean we do get we some had, kind of things like that like the, that's the yeah that's the thing it's, it's like we do get some stuff like that with like the santa con mm -hmm. scene and things like that so i don't know i i i think we do eventually hit a stride in this movie but watching cindy try and prove that there's a big green monster going around the town and then like watching that get turned down at every turn is a little bit exhausting and it ends up taking up a lot of the runtime. And I have a hard, <laughs> it all makes sense in the end because we do find out that the sheriff is completely complete. Like he is complicit in what is going yeah. on. He's been, he been knew what was going on. Him and the Grinch are all homies dabbing each other up kind of. So it all makes sense in the end, but Still. We have like multiple <laughs> instances though of Sheriff and Cindy. Yes. The monster's real. No, it's, no not. it's not. Two scenes later, the monster's real. No, no it's, it's not. not. Like, we only needed one of those. And then give me the reveal at the end. It still works for me. You know what I mean? Like, I it it was just so much, it was so much time for what for me was the was less the less fun portion of the movie which mm -hmm. i i really feel like you could have jumped from f beginning sequence still had the dad die to training sequence it's the hunt for the mean one for the rest of the movie i would have yeah. been down for that personally but that is a personal preference thing also too i was quite surprised that they didn't even do some sort of a the townspeople fight back sort of an idea because it's implied i'm not even gonna hold you i was a little bit confused throughout this movie about the the timeline of events and how active the christmas killer was that was something that it took me a while to kind of figure out because it's not just cindy's mom who was killed by right. this by the grant by the mean one sorry excuse me um <laughs> it's not just cindy's mom she was the first and then it happened again the next year and then even some years after that it happened to doc's wife mm -hmm. and so it's weird because they make it seem like the christmas killer hasn't struck in 20 years since what happened to cindy's mom but that's not true right. and and even everybody else knows that but then sometimes they act like that is true mm -hmm. and then sometimes they say there's a reason we don't do christmas here and it's because this happens every single year but it hasn't happened every single year and then they blame cindy for them not doing christmas anymore 
even though they did still do Christmas a little bit after she left, like all of that, I, I had to let go and let God. Cause I was like, yeah. I truly don't know what's happening in this town. All I know is the Grinch does come around every <laughs> once in a while um, and causes a little mischief. But that being said, I almost expected when, when he started taking out, I mean, loads of people. Now, granted, not all of these people are from the town. So I guess that's why they kind of didn't give a fuck. But also still, I, I, I would think that when thought things started to get a little bit dicey, that it would have been kind of fun to maybe have a, the townspeople band up and try and fight the Grinch and then get taken out. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> he would legitimately come down in the daylight and take people out. I mean, he murdered Doc's wife in cold in blood <laughs> in a post office parking lot and nobody <laughs> saw anything. <laughs> and to be fair, the sheriff talks about protecting his town and the people of his town. Where are these people? Like Again, Who? understandably <laughs> so. You can't necessarily fill the town for budget reasons, if that is a reason, sure. But also, like, he makes mention of, like, I'm protecting these people. We saw two of those people. We saw mm-hmm. the guy who got put in a box, which we never got to see the ending for, yeah. which kind of hurts. Like, even, that's one of the few times where I'm like, I would have taken a post credits for that one. I wanted to see where that box landed. I was <laughs> so curious. Um, but we see that. We see the the waitress at the diner before the the Santa slaughter happens. And then we don't really see much of the town other than Doc and yeah. and order for finch whoever finches we we get that as well right. but and then at the end when we get their christmas festival which uh, that's even true that's true that, that's I, the I mean, most at the end that's when we see. we see that's when we see the town that is um, the most we see and it looks pretty fucking lit i mean it looks fun the little looks fest- like a good, the thing that they set I, up looks really cool <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a nice looking christmas town i understand why this town prior to the murders was all about christmas because mm-hmm. they do do christmas very well there but yeah i think like the scope of the town i agree is kind of like wonky it's hard to tell one like the timelines of certain things and then just the way that people feel about certain things outside of select characters who have very strong opinions about it like doc and cindy mm-hmm. but i mean m- mentioning the santa con stuff i did want to talk about that sequence um unfortunately because it was a letdown for me i got mm-hmm. really excited for with the setup for it like it was mm-hmm. very clearly like all right we're setting up for a big kill sequence here mm-hmm. uh that's well, like why else would we bring all of these santas into the town so i was very hyped for it and my biggest issue is again not with the mean one because i do think that he did that sequence very well and was doing his thing and having his fun that one for me was a post thing where i'm just like a lot of the sequences of action in this movie are just so chopped up that it's it's so hard to see what's happening and i feel like that was a big reason why i wasn't i didn't feel like i was allowed to enjoy the scope of the sequences because it'd be like nice for a second but then we just be jumping around so much that Mm -hmm. i couldn't it for me it didn't allow any of the kills to really land and have significance um, outside of the inflatable tree one. That was a good one. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, they that let one was... that one breathe. And like, I feel like that was a good example of like a fun, festive, creative kill that you allow to play out in full. Where like mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones are just like, 
The mean one slashes someone in the face. They fall, turn, slash somebody else in the face, throw a candy cane across. Like, there's there's so Mm -hmm. much happening that you can't follow anything. And it was a little bit disappointing. I think that, interestingly enough, I'm kind of on the opposite side. The Santa Con one was maybe the most successful for me. Um, Besides Cindy's fight at the end. That one, to me, was the most successful overall. Is Cindy and the mean one fighting... That one worked the best for me. The SantaCon one worked for me besides one death, the death of um, the girl who's crawling on the floor. And then it is implied that the mean one jumps on her head and smashes it. That shit looked crazy to me. They really should have. <laughs> they really I couldn't. I, I really couldn't tell what happened. I knew something happened, but I couldn't I just, tell. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of cut to uh, a shot of him like tap dancing on what looks like a curly wig with some blood <laughs> underneath it. And you're just supposed to know, I think that that was her head. Gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha. I think that I completely agree with you. I think that the editing is kind of where things got lost because I am sure that they had choreographed a whole sequence of fighting and what have you, and then had to kind of snip and cut things that didn't work well or translate well on film. And that's fine it it does make for a very chaotic sequence however i think that the only reason it works for me in that case is because there are so many people in that sequence Mm -hmm. that the chaos works for me it doesn't work as well i think in other times when we're just killing one person because I just have a hard time understanding why it's so much chaos and why there's so much happening. Whereas with this one, I think that they did a good job. I think that they had just enough people where I was kind of okay with a hit smash here and a swipe here and a, a meat grinder here because there was always something to look at even when it wasn't the most like polished thing to look at and so i enjoyed that aspect of it and i also think that's because because i am happy that they had a sequence like that that's the kind of thing that i expect in a movie like this and i hope for and i was happy that they kind of played that through and committed to it as as much as they could there are some elements of it that i actually think looked pretty good effects wise but yeah it's definitely it's definitely kind of slapped together in some instances and a lot of the sequencing doesn't even seem like it logistically plays out in the (laughs) sequence that it's supposed to because we will be all the way across the room and then all of a sudden we're over here with someone totally different but i i think that they played it the build up to it well enough in the kind of chaos of all these people running around and all of the different ways that the that he's using within the bar to kill them that I didn't mind it. And, and therefore, it still was, like, enjoyable for me. I, I enjoyed the sequence. Okay. Hey, uh, maybe, perhaps my expectations were just a bit too high. Mm-hmm. Where, like, there again, there were a couple fun ones in there for me. Fun festive kills, Christmas tree, slamming guys head into the the receipt thing Mm -hmm. or whatever like there were some fun ones in there but i think the interim kills due to the number of people and the sheer chaos of things those were the ones that were disappointing to me alongside with how chaotic i felt the editing for that was 
Um, cause I'm, I'm somebody who loves long sequences where you get to see things like that's my jam. And like, mm-hmm. I understand that not every movie can do that, but, um, in any kind of action sequence, when it's like, you got 30 cuts in the span of five seconds, that's hard for me in my old eyes. It's just mm-hmm. hard for me to keep up. No, no, you're, it was a lot. There was a lot going on. I'll give you that much. But it isn't even the worst, in my opinion, the worst offender of that is later on with Sheriff Hooper, where he is shooting at the mean one and we're getting flashes of of his face in the gunshot, like Mm -hmm. bangs. And then you just, it's, it's very confusion for me in that sequence i understand what they were trying to do but it that one to me is the one that played off in the most what the fuckery is going on kind of a way um which was also really unfortunate because now sheriff hooper by no means is is a like a character worthy of a good death or even worthy of a send-off of respect or anything like that but he is a pretty big character i think that we get a pretty good send-off for mayor mcbean Mm-hmm. And I was expecting a similar thing Something from Sheriff similar, Hooper, yeah. But we—it's just like a scream in the dark. And then the next time we see him, his arm is severed. That's it. And that's it. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like stuff that like that where I'm like, of course, this movie can't have it all. But I'm just like, I guess I always wanted a little bit more in sections like that. I do think that one's a pretty big offender, but. It's the it's the contrast for me, because, again, then you have sequences like Boxman, where it's like we spent we don't know who this character is, <laughs> but we yeah. spend a solid minute watching the mean one chop all of his body parts into separate pieces, put them in a box and ship all. Like if we can mm-hmm. show that for an auxiliary character, why aren't we doing that for the main characters, right. too? Like, I, I just uh, I guess that logic like train doesn't track for me, but. Yeah, I will say one thing I do enjoy about this movie is the heavy play up of anything Christmas immediately calls him and he is on your ass the second that anything Christmas or holiday esque occurs, not only just music and sounds, but decorations wise is that he has this sense for it and he is immediately there and he will kill you and that really the only people who need to be worried about that are the people partaking because we do see with the waitress she had nothing to do with the christmas stuff going on so she was fine but that was fun in the sense of kind of trying to see what it was going to be that yeah, would, like what would trigger him? Yeah, I thought that that was fun and like a cool way of playing on the whole idea of him hating Christmas and having it so that we have enough victims, enough reasons, but still in line with the original story. And I think that honestly, they did a good job considering we have a town that has sworn off anything Christmas and therefore would not have those decorations and things like that. I do think that they did a good job of still finding reasons and like loopholes and things that could be used for that. I will say Doc, (laughs) Doc at one point says, I've been hunting for him ever since after his wife died. And in my head, I'm like, Doc, just go get a Christmas ornament. 
Like, you don't have to hunt for him. <laughs> just He will come. You can call. I mean, I guess maybe you want to get the jump on him. But uh-huh. if you're just waiting to have him come around, put like a stocking out in the middle of the woods and wait for him to come to the stocking. <laughs> like that's literally bait. You have Grinch bait. Yeah. Doc, use it. You've had 11 years to figure this out. I'm going to need you to make some moves. Yeah, but also he has 11 years of drinking every single yeah. day. So Doc isn't of the best mindset no. at any point. No, of any time. He's a lot and of talk, kinda... but he ain't walking the walk for me. <laughs> it's true. Um, another character. So um, Deputy Burke, I liked him. Like, I didn't dislike him. Um, but his ability to do his job was killing me. Um, <laughs> and the most, uh, the biggest offender of that is after he also finds the mean one's cave. I feel like after you fall into a cave with literal bodies in there mm-hmm. and you see that someone is actively killing people that there'd be a little bit more pep in your step in terms of like getting right more shit done to handle this where instead he just goes back to Sydney and he's like yeah no i think you might be onto something with this mean one thing i i think someone might be killing people you think you saw the bodies bro not, what do you mean you think not only that but what is our death toll up to now 13 people have been dying for a week now and he's like i think we have a serial killer yeah bitch we have had a serial killer people's bodies have been strewn about this town for days and now you believe because you saw one body in the cave and you found all these wallets now you think oh yeah something weird and then and then he's so confused when doc is like hey you need a weapon and he goes, what? Why? For what? <laughs> because there's a killer in the cave. <laughs> and you need to do something about it. I also think, because that's the thing, is like Burke, Sheriff Hooper, there's a reason that he's kind of acting like, I can't see right, it. I can't hear thing. it. Burke is not that. Burke is legitimately trying to do his job and does want to do a good job. The fact that it takes him so long, not... I can understand him not wanting to admit that there's a big green monster killing everyone, but it almost feels like he doesn't even want to admit that there is just a killer in general, which is wild to me because, I mean, even if you didn't think about the diner, you have the two hikers and the girl literally says that she got attacked by someone. And so you know that there is at least a person running around murdering people in cold blood. And I get that, like, oh, it's the the state police and the federal police. But I feel like considering it's so close to their town, he would still want to be vigilant about keeping an eye (laughs) on Mm -hmm. that. And it almost feels like he doesn't even know that there's a killer. (laughs) Yeah, especially when you're a transfer into the town. Like, you should be the one who's honestly calling the shit out and being like, wait, why aren't we more actively pursuing this killer? like why are we so blase about this sheriff um also in regards to the hiker i will say when cindy is trying to grill the hiker when she wakes up to like say like hey you got attacked Mm -hmm. by a big green monster right now cindy is fully out of pocket in that situation like homegirl's significant other just got brutally murdered and she also just got attacked probably has a concussion (laughs) 
probably has a concussion and you are absolutely berating this woman as she's being put into a an ambulance um completely out of pocket however understand where she's coming from and i think that's what made that sequence funny where she's just like yes Finally, I got the proof. Mm -hmm. Just say it. Just say the words that a big green monster attacked you. And the fact that she is saying everything but that and watching Cindy go crazy, yeah. I was losing it. That part was funny to me. Yeah, this girl straight up, she she gives Velma. She says, my glasses got knocked off. I couldn't see I couldn't a see thing. It. <laughs> <laughs> so there, what you mean? What I watched it with my own eyes. You didn't see green, bitch. <laughs> You didn't see, you didn't feel the slap of a green furry hand across your face. <laughs> I thought she was about to slap the hikers. She, yeah. Fucking say it. <laughs> she is like shaking her. I'm like, Cindy, baby, this is not helping your case. Also, I love the fact that Cindy has a camera, could easily be taking pictures of, <laughs> of this whole assault. Instead decides <laughs> to throw rocks, which does end up saving the girl's life, but... She ends up getting this like very Bigfoot-esque photo where it's really blurry and you can't really see what's going on. And that's the kind of photo that she tries to use as proof. I love that by the end of it, the photo is clear as clear day. Clear as day. It's a completely different photo. It's the same photo, but it's clearer and in HD. And it's so obvious that you can completely see his face. And you could not see that at all in the original nope. photo. <laughs> Also, speaking of photos, I love when we're going back and looking at the hiker photos with Burke and how <laughs> obviously photoshopped in the mean one is that Why every single one of those. Why does he look like that? He <laughs> looks, was... he doesn't even look like himself. <laughs> I don't know what JPEG they pulled off Google for that one, but that shit had me giggle. <laughs> he's like a shadow creature in those. And in one of them, he's giving a peace giving up the sign. Peace sign. <laughs> Why it is he was doing like, that? like i don't know if that was like supposed to intentionally look that way but that part also <laughs> was very funny to me um <laughs> yeah it, it's crazy it's just like shit like that that's what i came to this movie yes. for like do that stuff and lean into it don't yes. shy away from it don't try and be serious just be like, look at this photo. It's clear evidence of Bigfoot. And give me the worst photo I've ever seen. Yes. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm coming to this movie for. And, like, I do think, again, once we get post-training montage Cindy, mm -hmm. I think we start to get there. Like, I do yes. think the movie starts moving in that direction. It's just, for me, it starts doing it a little bit too late. Right. By that point, and, we're 45 minutes in. <laughs> exactly. And, like... It's one of those things where even with, like, the, the training montage, right, I'm not really questioning the fact that Cindy goes from can't throw a punch to straight commando over the course of 24 hours. Right. I don't care. It's fun to watch. Like, it's a good time. And, like, it, it's a silly concept that just moves the plot forward in mm -hmm. a way that I'm totally cool with. And I'm just like, that, I, I think that's why I keep harping on these things is because, like, I really was trying to go into this movie so forgiving, but I'm just like, I still want to have fun with these things. And it's just like all the fun felt like it was just jam packed into the like <laughs> into the, the ending. Yeah. 25 minutes. No, for sure. Uh, going back a little bit to the hiker scene, though, this is the jump scare that I was talking about. That actually isn't that bad is when she takes that photo of the mm. mean one and it like comes across Zooms the screen past, really fast. Yeah. I, it's not bad. It, it I, I wasn't expecting it. And so mm. I was like, 
was actually pretty good. Not not too shabby for for the instance, and it like causes her to fall backwards, and she discovers the first wallet there, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing yeah we find like 75 wallets which leads (laughs) burke to find all of these missing people um which unravels this whole mystery i think that that honestly would have helped is if we had gotten more between burke and hooper more of a conflict there rather than hooper and cindy because i could see i mean burke is an outsider that could completely blow up their operation and does he is the one who ends up blowing the lid off of everything because apparently he can hack he's also like a cyber (laughs) a cyber (laughs) specialist (laughs) um so he ends up being the one who solves the mystery of what's going on here which is basically that so sheriff hooper truly doesn't believe Cindy when she says that she her mom got attacked by a monster and he's kind of hard on her um hard on this child who just watched her mom get murdered he's very much like tell me the truth there's mm-hmm. no such thing as monsters and she's like okay Jesus and so he truly believes that but then the next year he sees him he like sees him plain as day starts to feed him so that he won't won't hurt anyone in the town, but like that doesn't even work. The only thing yeah. that really works is getting rid of all the Christmas stuff, which he does do. Yeah. He does Shout get out for everyone. That. You did figure that part out. You did that, but uh, the feeding him the hikers has nothing to do with anything else because he wouldn't have even attacked anybody if Christmas wasn't involved. He didn't even need to be feeding him the hikers, so they were just inviting people to come and hike and get killed. For really no reason. No reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he does need to eat, but what really sets him off is Christmas. And yeah. so, yeah, Ho- Hooper and the mayor, yeah, they kill a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, they're accomplices to murder, unnecessarily so. But the whole thing, it's Burke and Hooper's conflict, I feel like makes a lot more sense to me than, than yeah. Cindy. Especially because um, he's he's an outsider, like you said, and yeah. he is head over heels in love with Cindy. So it would all track for him to be doing everything in his power to prove what she's saying is true. Yeah. And in that journey would definitely butt heads with Hooper because mm-hmm. he's going to, like you said, unravel the mystery. Again, choices were made. It kind of is what it yeah. is. But we do um, get a little steamy sex scene kind of yeah a kind of because uh, unfortunately it was all a dream but yeah. did not expect it they were getting a little hot and heavy in that shower i was like oh i know it was one of these kind of movies cindy and burke not hooper and burke but yeah, cindy and burke, <laughs> to be to clear clarify. yeah to be clear <laughs> switch gears a little quick there but yeah with the, that's to solidify i suppose that cindy is also starting to have feelings for burke um but yeah once she does her little montage and then it's kind of like the the alice uh like montage sequence from um the dream master friday uh the nightmare um yeah it's kind of like that one where she she gets all these weapons she learns how to do like somersaults and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. and then she's ready she's ready to rock she she wants to get him to come to her so she kind of like starts to christmasify her her whole house i do think that 
the conversation that she has with Burke, I actually really like the conversation where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I thought that that was fun. Like, yeah, uh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they are talking about when they run into each other at the store and she's like, I found yes. you clarity. Yeah, like everything she, is. <laughs> she's like super hype because now she knows that she has to go after him. So, yeah, it's like every time that they talk about what she's doing, I like their conversation because I, I feel like Burke is being very realistic in this situation and she's being mm-hmm. very i mean she's insane yes. she's being crazy she is being crazy <laughs> and that i know she doesn't like being called that but, but in this girl, moment she's being she's being pretty crazy <laughs> if the crazy fits then we call it what it Which, is but 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 you needed crazy to take this guy down like you right. needed a little bit of outside of the box thinking so it's like it ends up working um, I will say, too, like doing a little bit of investigating. Crystal, who plays Cindy, is a stunt woman. So, like, she is very comfortable in that realm. And I do think you can see that in the movie where it's like the moment she is allowed to then actually fight back. I feel like you really see that character activate. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like the side of Cindy that we see post that just has a lot more life in it and has a lot more... Um, just layers and different angles to Mm -hmm. play that by the time we get to those sequences, not just a fight sequence against the mean one at the end, but just her interactions with people. I feel like there's a new life gets breathed into them after she's allowed to go into that, you know, side of herself. I feel like if they had allowed Cindy to basically be Laurie Strode in the new Halloween movies, from uh-huh. the beginning, that the Cindy's jump. character would have been a lot more fun. If she yeah. could have just been like preparing her whole life to fight for this moment. Yes. And, and then, it's just like her dad dying was the catalyst of being yes. like, all right, no, it's time. Like, let's yes. throw down. Like, if she came back and she was like, oh, okay, I guess that he really is gone. And then he wasn't. And she was like, oh, bitch, I'm prepping my whole <laughs> life for this. And then, like, our the whole movie is just her trying to gain the upper hand and then finally being like fuck it let's take the fight to me i feel like Mm -hmm. that would have been way funner and i would have really enjoyed watching that cindy because yeah i agree with you i think when she's able to lean into the like i'm ready kind of the protagonist the protagonist who's ready to fight and not be the victim anymore i feel like that's Mm -hmm. when she gets to have the most fun and that's when i enjoy her sequences the most and so We get to that. Of course, Burke still has to be his little knight in shining armor bullshit. So he decides to go up to the mountain and immediately gets caught. And (laughs) one of my like the it it pissed me off because his whole reason for going up to the mountain is because he didn't want Cindy to do this, like what she was about to do. He didn't want her to face the main one. He gets caught. First of all, he looks fine. We cut away from him. And then when we cut back to him in the cop car, he looks so clammy and sick. It's like <laughs> in the span of a minute, he went from okay to a lot of blood loss. And he looks yeah. sick And when he's sitting in the car. But all of a sudden now he's like, it's got to be you. It's got to be you. I fucking knew that that was the line. Because that, to me, slapped me across the face. I was like, I'm sorry, what? It pissed me off. Because all the way up what to that. What did we just spend that last 15 why minutes are doing? You like, here? What was the point of that? Then why are you here? What the fuck did you do here then? It's got to be you. Other than get the sheriff killed, what yes. did you do here, my guy? You got Sheriff Hooper killed. 
you almost got your ankle snapped off. And now everybody's got to rush you to the hospital and worry about you. And now like Cindy had a whole plan in place and now she's got to go back to the house and do all this. I mean, like the plan was better at post what happened up on the mountain, but it's truly what was the point of you doing all this? And then you just, what change? How come now it has to be her? It The thing about it is like nothing. It's the gallon of blood that he just lost. He's That's like, I changed. ain't doing this shit again. So it's got to be you. Because <laughs> there's nothing that happens in that sequence that makes him realize that it's all about Cindy. He just, yeah, mm -hmm. decides like, mm, yeah, you should probably fight him. Because I can't now. I'm going to go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, so yeah. good luck, girl. I hope. You got this right. <laughs> if you don't die, like, I hope this could be something between us, but I'll see you when I see you. It's basically mm -hmm. what he says. And then we get into the ending sequence, which honestly was like my favorite sequence. Yeah, it's a good time. Them. Enjoyed it across the board. Um, I especially like the fact that Doc was involved. I did think it was just mm -hmm. going to be a Cindy uh, mean one showdown, but having him be the sniper outside was kind of fun. I don't know why. Like, I think it's just because I didn't expect him to be a part of it. And because he was, I was kind of cool with it. Um, and then even with, like, the resolution one, the fight itself is fun. It's a silly thing. I'm not knocking points off of it. But something you said made me think about it. With her arsenal, I don't understand why she Christmas Christmas-fied. Why she made all of her weapons Christmassy. <laughs> because it's not like... It's not like a vampire situation where it's like, oh, okay, put some garlic on this. It'll hurt more. Like... I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I think she was trying to hide her weapons and make it seem was like she? they were She weren't. had an entire arsenal on her second floor, Erica. Right, but I'm <laughs> there saying There were racks like, on racks on racks of weaponry. It's like the ornaments. He didn't know that was a bomb. That was a bomb. Or like okay, that's, the, yeah. the, the knife in the present box. He didn't know there was a knife there. I think she was just trying to like surprise him with gotcha, her gotcha, shit. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's like, it's, again, it's festive. It's in sphere with things. Like I'm not knocking anything for it. It's just something that I did notice and think about. I was like, huh. But what I did especially love is the inclusion of his heart growing three sizes. <laughs> that, that was, was funny. such that was so smart and such a fun way for him to go out. I was like, of all the ways to take the mean one down, this was it. Because it again came full circle. Mm -hmm. This whole idea that like the original kill was an accident and that just kind of spurred a new life. For the mean one, he wasn't. He he. I mean, he was trying to steal Christmas, so he wasn't. He wasn't trying to murder people yeah. until he got you know labeled a monster, and he's like, "All right, you gonna call me a monster? I'll be a monster." Sort of energy. The idea that some part of him still held on to the innocence and that the forgiveness of Cindy that it touched him so much that his heart grew and exploded. Yeah, that was fun. And again, coming back to that same point that I'm harping on this whole episode. Give me all of that fun. That's that stuff that I yeah. like. That's that stuff that I want. And I feel like that was such a great conclusion to that fight sequence. That was fun. Yeah, I I I'm happy that they did that. I did think it was funny that that was a thing that killed him because you think about it and it's like his heart grew three sizes. That's crazy. Like that's <laughs> it's a actually a heart idea. attack. Yeah. So <laughs> it makes sense that that kind of fucks him up. Um, yeah, they, they keep going back to this whole forgiveness thing and how Cindy needs to forgive. And that is the thing that ends up changing 
his mind but bitch i ain't no way i'm forgiving you you didn't just <laughs> go around stealing christmas trees you've been killing people you killed my parents you Both. killed doc's <laughs> wife so i'm sorry no i'm not forgiving you i'm i just can't i simply can't i i was pissed at first when they went in that direction because it was kind of annoying to me but then when his heart grew i was like okay yeah that was worth it but yeah you're right this is when we get to see his version of what happened or i guess more so his reaction and he actually was quite horrified that the mom got hurt like that was not yeah. at all his intention he honestly wasn't even really trying to fight back yeah, it just, he wasn't fighting he, back it just happened that she slipped and fell and it was <laughs> this also implies that because cindy has this whole speech about how she feels like everything is her fault and how everybody that she loves like gets hurt. This kind of implies that that's true because it's <laughs> Cindy calling him a monster that like alters his brain chemistry and <laughs> literally <laughs> turns him into a mass murderer. So it's not her fault, but, but the way that they frame this, it does make it seem like <laughs> she was his villain origin story, which is kind of crazy because mm. she definitely was a child. <laughs> and yeah. was horrified by what happened but yeah she kills him she's not even trying to at this point but she does and that was another thing that i thought was really funny i enjoyed that um we then cut to like a news story about what has happened and we get a lot of stock footage of just random people setting up for christmas Mm -hmm. um and what is very clearly stock footage that they like purchased <laughs> from yeah. a website or something but also so this is a year later this is another time where the timeline is a little wonky for me because the way that they're talking and acting it's almost like it's it, literally the next day yeah but like it just happened it also but it would make more sense that more time had passed which would mean that it was a year later which, yeah, because also Burke is sheriff now, and like a lot of things have occurred that yeah. imply that this is the next year. But they're also conversating like things just freshly, like the the information that they're sharing with each other is stuff that they definitely would have already talked about previously uh, if it's been a prior. year. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're right. That's yeah. what's and but, and even the ending narration is like everything was fine until next year. Yeah. So was maybe maybe it was still the same year. But if that's the case, all of that stuff happened on Christmas Eve. That means they got a Christmas festival up in less than 24 hours to celebrate Christmas. And that means that that photo went viral <laughs> and people are flocking to Newville in a day. So that Which leads that me part, to that part in 2023 a little bit more believable actually. Crazy, but the whole Christmas festival and all that happening, I feel like that would take a year to prepare for. I just don't <laughs> want, I don't know what Cindy and Burke have been doing. Yeah, because the town the also whole does year. not have a mayor at this point right. either. She'd been dead. So there's no one actually running this town. <laughs> no. And he still is like hurt. He's still kind of limping from his injury. She still has like the claw mark on her cheek. But she doesn't have any other injuries, which makes me think she's healed from them. Um, and they're 
kissing in a way that feels like it's their first kiss, but also not their first kiss. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think we're just ignoring the biggest elephant in the room here. And that's the fact that we're severely underestimating how well Doc can set up an entire Christmas festival. That man must have did the whole thing himself. True. Even though he also definitely has a concussion. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, ain't no way my man's got away from that with no brain damage. <laughs> yeah. I'll, look, I'll be completely transparent here. Like, after the mean one dies, like, I was still there, but I feel like I kind of, like, glazed over the ending. Because I know mm-hmm. it's just kind of like the, all wrap right, up. let's wrap up the story yeah. sort of situation there. Um, but, I mean... And for what I was expecting coming into this movie, it hit about the spot that I expected it to go. Mm -hmm. Like, I did expect some sort of conclusion with the main one. We got that. I expected some sort of, like, storybook ender for things. We got that as well. Like, again, the last, like, 20, 30 minutes of this movie kind of went exactly like I was hoping it would go. Mm -hmm. And so I was cool with it. Like, I didn't have any big issues necessarily with the ending Mm -hmm. yeah and honestly i think i mentioned this already but i think it especially worked because i liked the narration aspect and i liked Mm -hmm. that i think it worked very well to help with the ending for it all to kind of be narrated like a story and yeah I, i was cool with it um i think particularly because of that fight sequence i was still kind of riding off of that and felt good about the conclusion that we had one of my final notes is um the mayor character was okay to me but what i will say is i did think that she was really dropping some bars in that scene with uh hooper when she's like about to leave and he he comes and discusses the fact that they're kind of closing in on them oh yeah yeah, and she and he says something of he goes all all truth comes out in the light and she's like, you better extend the night. (laughs) And and she's, and when she says, if I burn in the fire, I'm pulling you into the, or if I burn, I'm pulling you into the pyre. Into the pyre. I thought, oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Like she wasn't going to go visit family. She was about to go hit the studio, drop a smooth 16 real quick. Truly, truly. Cause she, she had those locked and loaded. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy to me. But yeah, I thought she was kind of she was kind of killing them in that scene. Okay. Yeah, I just wish like her. Eh, actually, I don't know. Because like her character was kind of fun with the whole like everyone liked me. I'm the mayor. But it felt like nobody liked her. Mm-hmm. Um, And like I thought like maybe we go on some sort of arc with her. I'm not mad that we didn't like I don't think we necessarily needed it but it did kind of feel like outside of being a vehicle for the plot of like pulling people into the town to murder them that's kind of all she really did and then died you know what I mean like I thought that she somehow would have a bigger effect on the immediate situation but maybe that's just yeah I feel like it would have been kind of cool if she had been a little bit more connected to Cindy. At first, when they saw each other, I thought they knew each other. Yeah. And, I mean, she did to a certain degree because she was on the police force when all that happened. But mm-hmm. Cindy didn't really recognize her or, like, notice her, 
know her from anything i thought it would have been cool if she was maybe like friends with her mom or something or if she had like more of a stake emotionally in what they were doing because then i would feel like that would make her even more evil the fact that Mm -hmm. she knows that she's telling the truth and is still trying to turn all this shit and make it different or what have you um that's what i thought was going to happen i thought that she was going to be connected to them in some way and then she Mm -hmm. was not she's only really connected to hooper i think that's the only thing that's like got weird is that she in the end hooper is like her biggest tie and so it's like that part of it is important but she's not important to cindy's story yeah by any means (laughs) it is what it is is what it is but yeah it's i think overall got what i expected from this movie but as can be said for most of these I do think that they could have leaned way more heavily into what they were doing. Like, yeah. And and one of the, I will say though, they did have some fun nods like Horton's bar and um, Dr. Zeus. Yeah. (laughs) Like that stuff was fun. They're fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All those things, 10 out of 10, A plus. I I enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I'm trying not to say fun for the millionth time this episode, but <laughs> it's when the movie's having fun, that's when I'm having fun. And I feel like, for me, there are periods of time where the movie's trying too hard to not have fun, and then when it leans into it, that's when it it, it captured me. So mm-hmm. I, 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 on the other hand, was like, it, it ebbed and flowed with me throughout this entire watch. Mm-hmm. There were some scenes where I'm like, I'm into this, and there are other scenes that I very much kind of checked out. Um, and it's just kind of, it's the nature of these kind of movies. Like either you kind of rock with them all the way through or they're not for you. And I kind of like tiptoed the line there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess now all we need to figure out is what we're going to rate this one out of. That is true. Um, could rate it out of roast beasts. Roast beasts. That's good. That's good. (laughs) I like that one. I was going to try and think of something with the meat grinder, but nothing popped into my head. And I just know for a fact there's going to be more meat grinders in our future. So, But probably not very many roast beasts. We could also do it out of Loopaloo flowers. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Because sure as hell won't see those. Um, Now let's do roast beasts. It, it, It stuck. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. You want to go first or you want I'm... me to go first? <laughs> How about you go first? <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and give the mean one. I'm going to give it two out of five roast beasts. Okay. So it's going to sound like a dig, but there is a line towards the end by Burke that says, I'm sure in a parallel universe, there is a story that is more fun than the one that they are currently in. And that's kind of how I felt <laughs> while watching the movie. I felt like, again, it ebbed and flowed for me where this movie worked in certain aspects. Um, majority of the time when it just leaned into what I think a lot of people were expecting from it. And mm-hmm. those were the sequences for me that worked. I think a lot of the times trying to play things a little bit straighter or more serious stood out to me just due to the nature of this being a parody movie. And Mm -hmm. so for that reason, it was harder for me to enjoy some of those sequences. But I'd be lying if I said this movie was a dud all the way through. Again, there are some moments that I think really worked for me. The latter half, I was kind of cool with. I didn't really have too, too many issues with that. 
And also our mean one did a fantastic job just representing this evil version of an IP that we are all very much um, familiar with. So I give points for all of those things, but overall, this wasn't like, uh, it didn't knock it out of the park for me and it wasn't uh, enjoyable enough of a time for me that I would like actively recommend this to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're curious about it. You want to see what all the hoopla was about. Sure, check it out. Uh, but for me, I'm a I'm a stick to a two out of five roast beasts. Okay, I'm gonna give this one. You know, I'll give this one a two point four. Okay. Out of five roast beasts, I there was a lot of this movie that felt about what I was expecting. I will say I do like the way that they leaned for some of the, um, I guess, just the ideas that they had of turning this story into a horror story while still keeping the heart of some of the elements. I thought that that was fun. I thought it was clever. I thought it was creative. I enjoyed it. Um, for anyone who is a fan of David Howard Thornton or is a fan of Art the Clown, Top form still. I mean, he's great with um, like physical characterizations and mm -hmm. he's doing great in this movie as well. I think the the mean one is the highlight of this film. And there was a lot to this that as I watched it played out, I was like, OK, I'm cool with that. But I do feel at times that the weight that was given to certain things was not balanced like I feel like we spent a lot of time on things that at the end of the day I was kind of annoyed with more than anything and then the enjoyable moments were more of like a relief these like moments of fun to breathe in but that wasn't as much of the movie as I would have liked for it to be I'm not mad that I watched it um it honestly wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be it was actually better than I expected I think production wise and story wise but it was about what I was expecting which was like mm -hmm. just an okay movie um and even still there was it went in a different direction than I was thinking it would as far as I just wanted a little bit more fun with the idea of what like not being able to have Christmas and what they could have done with that and the who's quote unquote. Like I felt it was lacking in that. And I wish that they had leaned a little bit more into Cindy taking back her power rather than right. her being treated like she's crazy for half of the movie and us having to watch like the sheriff <laughs> like make her feel like she's crazy. So yeah, yeah I, I think that 2.4, yeah, I don't think that, you'll be disappointed with this movie if you go in with the expectation of it is what it is but it's also not going to like blow anybody's socks off it's about on par with all of the other like adaptations we've been seeing of these childhood classics like it yeah. is right in line with that for me so yeah 2.4 rose beasts out of five that's cool and <laughs> honestly if nothing else this did actually elevate my excitement for the third installment of terrifier yeah because now that i've had a taste of what he can do of, of what art the clowns actor can do with a christmas backdrop i'm very curious to see what they do in universe for that film now too mm -hmm. um so yeah that that was a fun plus for me yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so we'll be keeping an eye on when more information rolls out about that one. You already know we'll be we'll be checking it out. But coming back to the mean one, what did you homies think of this one? If you saw it, uh, we'd love to know your thoughts on this adaptation of The Grinch. Uh, you can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or prefer to talk to us in our Discord. We have the link for that in our social media bios discords where we hang out with the homies chit chat about horror and other things we'd love to see you come through there or if you want to email us you can always do that at homies of horror at gmail.com you can email us requests recommendations and business inquiries you can also find the link for our twitch in our social media bios twitch is where we hang out with the homies and play spooky games have some drinks have some laughs we would also love to see you guys in the chat there so you can find that link in our social media bios once again and last but never least if you are so inclined we would very much appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating or a review both can be done over on apple Podcasts. the more we get the better recommends our show to more listeners and we just like to hear what you guys are thinking so if you have an apple account and haven't done so we'd love for you too over on spotify you can rate us by simply clicking the stars underneath our name but that is it for us today homies we have one more holiday pick for you guys next monday so we will be seeing you then catch you next time homies bye